Welcome, everybody. This is Jill Renee Feeler, and this is our weekly message to the world. I like to do these, and I do them free. I don't even have advertising. Um, I don't even ask for your email. I just love to share to help us feel how supported we are, how loved we are by Source Creator God. And I don't know about you, but I just feel like there's not near enough of that in its pure divine sense in this reality. So I like to do my part <laughs> to help us feel on purpose and connected. And speaking of connected, we have a very special topic today that is um, very popular in our audience, and it relates to being connected to our teams. And I use the word teams to refer to our higher self slash some people call it spirit guides or guardians. But this, you know, really quest a lot of us have for feeling connected to our team and feeling connected to God um, in this reality is a very common topic that comes up. And normally in private sessions, the way it's worded is, how can I connect with my team? And some people even go to the, the length of how can I connect with my team like you connect with your team. So we'll, um, we'll address it that way too. Alrighty. Okay, so let's start off with a couple nice deep breaths here, please. In through the nose and out through the mouth. Good job. Okay, hang on, everybody. You guys keep breathing. I have to see what one of our cats is up to. Something's going on. Oh, no, there's another bird. Oh, jeers. Okay, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm going to pause the recording for a second, and it may be a while. I apologize. Okay, hang on. Okay. Recording resumed. All right, you guys. Sorry for that distraction. So we're in a sunroom in my house, and there's a sweet little, maybe a sparrow. <sighs> anyway, I'll let her calm down, and at some point I may pause again to get her out, but there we go. Okay. All right. Back to our breathing. Nice deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth, please. Okay, good. I would like you to imagine that underneath the soles of your feet, beautiful platform, and it's glowing. And your feet feel perfect on that platform, like it was made for you. Your foot is just, it's like there's foot imprints for you even. And on that platform, Sorry, I'm sure to help you feel your soulfulness, no matter what reality you're in. Nice job. Okay. Just let your feet feel very comfortable as you're standing on your platform. And you may notice people to the right and to the left of you. And you'll notice that they have their own platform. They have their own footing. And theirs has different colors on it and a different shape. And nobody's is the same. Nobody's platform is the same. Good job. Good job. Okay. And now I want you to feel light, you to light feel from that platform streaming up through your feet all the way up your body. 
into all of your chakra systems, hanging out for a moment, giving you an extra, extra dose of love and warmth in your heart chakra. And now going all the way up through your crown. And now you realize there's this beautiful bubble around you. So the light that goes up through your crown feels that edge, that bubble of you, and then it comes showering back down. So it's almost like this beautiful like donut of energy that goes up and then down through the bottom of the platform and then up again and then around. And now you've got this whole glow system going on. And all of this light is truly coming directly from source creator, God, tuned for you, tuned by you, for you, tuned by your higher self, for your humanness, for this human journey, for right now and for every now. Okay, beautiful. I see some of you have like dolphin friends and whale friends swimming around you. Another one of you has a dragon, a beautiful, uh, I want to say, uh, majestic and domestic <laughs> dragon sitting next to you. I literally have Samson next to me. Okay, good. Nice job. Just pick whatever friends you want in your bubble. I'm going to invite all of you into my bubble as well if you want to come. But each of us standing on our platform, each, each of us being our own flavor and essence and powerful energy of source from within our humanness. Excellent job. Okay, you can open your eyes if you had them closed. And hopefully you feel that. That I love to do those slightly longer meditations. Um, some of you love the really long meditations I used to do. And those I mainly did like in remembering workshops and some of the classes I, I did a few years ago. Um, I, some of those meditations are like 45 minutes long. And it used to knock people out in art. <laughs> now our teams are saying, or knock them in. We, we, we knocked ourselves in. We didn't knock them out. Um, those meditations can be found in the remembering workshops from years back. Um, and I did put all of those remembering workshops into what's called the deep activations vault. Um, anyway, so that's uh, a screaming deal right now with all of those remembering workshops for those that want to check that out. Okay. There's, I think, over 30. Oh, yeah, there's definitely over 30. I don't remember how many, though. Anyway, each of them is 90 minutes to two hours. There's awesome Q&A. And some of you that have been hanging out with me longer, um, you've actually experienced a lot of those remembering workshops. So anyway, ah, very good. Okay, so let's get to the special topic of connecting to your team. Okay. <sighs> I just want to go deeper here. Alrighty. Hmm. So when we are asked by anyone, how do I connect with my team? Sometimes I like to play with their question a little bit to help them see where it's coming from. Okay. Because that question isn't coming from, and I don't mean this to pick on anybody, but the question, how do I connect with my team tends to be of a, a human brain origination, okay, because the human brain, of course, doesn't feel connected to your team. Um, our human brain is part of the, the 
biological equipment of being human. It, it wasn't a part of our experience pre-incarnation, and it won't be part of our experience post-incarnation unless we have another human journey, right? So it's a temporary piece of equipment, but it's a very powerful piece of our human bodysuit. So it often gets things confused. So it helps to uh, reduce the confusion of your brain by giving it the truth, all right? So the truth is, to any of your beautiful brains that may be asking the question, how do you connect with your team? The truth is that you've never truly been disconnected from your team. Not at the soul level. It's impossible to disconnect at a soul level. Let me say that one more time. It's impossible to be disconnected from yourself, your true self, at the soul level. <sighs> Just feel into that for a minute. It's impossible to be disconnected. It's impossible to be truly disconnected. Okay, so then our brains say, but I feel disconnected. I can't hear my team. I can't see my team. I don't, I don't feel dialogue with my team. So I hear what you're saying, but I still feel disconnected. Your brain is supposed to feel disconnected from your team. That's what it was made for. Okay. They're good. I just felt a lot of your brains relax, actually. It, okay, so I'm not doing anything wrong then. That's right. You're not. You're not doing anything wrong. Okay, that's a big update. That's good. Not missing anything. Okay, so given that the brain may not feel connected to your team, what, what do we work with then? Okay, so we work with the more soulful layers that you do have access to, to feel connected to your team. When you're at your best state, when you feel yourself operating in a very soulful way, beyond the, the instructions of your mind, just you being a version of you that is naturally part of your soulful essence, whether that is being extremely caring and compassionate towards another person, whether it's a, a fiery side of you as your higher self that, that loves to kind of like be bold and authentic and, you know, declare your truths and uh, slay myths and lies and deception and manipulation in this world, all of those things. The parts of you that are so natural and so organic as a part of who you are that it's just always been like flavors of who and what you are. When you're operating at that level, where it's almost like time stops, and you feel like another force deep within you is guiding your energy, and there's a part of your human brain that may kind of sit in the background in that moment, just kind of in awe of you being you. You're not thinking about your actions in a mental way, like, what should I do next? It's like a force of love has mm -hmm. like, taken the driving seat in that moment and, and is driving you along, and you love it, and you like your you in that moment, and you feel more alive, and you feel more on purpose. 
I hope all of you have it, at least one instance of, of feeling that sensation while you've been here on Earth. That is the most valuable, relevant evidence that you have for how connected to your team you are. But notice our example there wasn't like through a game of, of telephone or like texting communication. Oh, I just got a message. This is what I want to say. More importantly, it's, it's you living it. It's you being the living, breathing hands and feet and body of source energy that you are as your humanness. So some of you may be feeling, I want more of that. I want to feel that way more often. I'm, I'm glad that you want to feel more that way. And you can. Since you've done it once, you have a higher chance of being able to replicate it, right? When I do this work, I put myself in that zone of relying on my soulful layers. It's one of the reasons I don't mentally prepare. I don't read a script. I don't use excessive notes or a long list of bullet points of what I want to cover. Because if I prepare myself that way for this work, because of the way that I'm wired as Jill, my brain will be driving it and my soulfulness won't. So that's my trick that I came up with. And that trick may work for some of you too. So it's almost for some of us that have um, very kind of left brain, maybe type A types of uh, temperaments in our humanness, it, it's not impossible, but it does take some uh, exploration and curious strategy of working with your soulfulness plus your humanness in a way where you, I kind of have to trick my brain into not driving it because my brain is very hands-on, I want to say. Um, so I have to, and I have created a system where my brain knows now, okay, I'm, I'm in the backseat right now and I'll help her with decoding language and the communication skill part, but I have no idea what she's doing. We didn't learn this while we were here. I have no reference points for what any of this is, but she's shown me enough that this is what she does and it is pretty impressive to me and there we go. So that's, that's my brain's perception of what's going on. Okay, very good. Ah, all right, so for those of you that did have a very easy example of that moment where you just felt like, yes, that was my soulfulness. I loved it. I felt so much bigger than my humanness. I felt so on purpose. I felt like I was like exactly the, the, right, the right being, the right energy of me at the right place at the right time. It just felt like you couldn't script it that well. I want you, for those of you that had it, you know, a really clear image of that, to really, it's almost like deconstruct what were you doing? What was your passion at that moment? Because I guarantee you there was something that you cared more about in that moment than many of your more mental orientation of, oh, well, what if I get it wrong? Or, oh, no, we don't know how to do this. Wait, you know, don't do anything yet. Wait, this is dangerous or this is irresponsible. Stop, right? All the things that our brain normally does to stop us from being these soulful layers. 
because all of us have have different temperaments literally of our our mental energy body so it's good for you to evaluate what's yours and is it insecurity is it what will people think I mean what's your normal mental barrier for for it relaxing so that you can really charge forward and be that very soulful unscripted organically divine version of you get to know your brain's tricks and it's not a sinister trick it's just it's just your brain being your brain so rather than try and analyze but why does it do that I, I feel like that would be possibly a lifelong analysis of why our brains do that I just know it does and I don't want to spend my life analyzing why my brain does what it does but I want to be really clear about how it acts and how it functions for me so that I can work with it and counter strategies to work around those limitations that are that are false that the brain presents yeah you got to call the bluff on your brain about what it's afraid about because most of the time it's not it's not valid it's not a valid fear especially when it compares to the to living as your soulfulness so Jesus is saying chill they want to talk about how to connect with their team <laughs> okay okay but we are talking about that truly but anyway yes I hear that okay so okay so let's talk a little bit about um, getting one thing out of the way because I, I have learned recently that a lot of the reason that people say they want to connect with your team is because they have an expectation again from a mental layer that if they can connect with their team then they're less likely to make mistakes they are more likely to be on purpose. Um, they're more likely to kind of satisfy their their soul's purpose for why they're here. And they're less likely to run into trouble in this reality. It's almost like the brain is saying, if I could just connect with my team, then, then I'd live a happier life. And that could be true from that sense. So I like that. Okay. But you guys, my connection with my team <clears throat> isn't to minimize um, doing it wrong in this reality. Most of the time when I do ask my team for advice, because I don't always go to my team, team, what should I do about this? Team, what should I do about that? I don't live that way. And I've learned that they don't work that way either. Because when I do go to my team and say, hey, what about this? What about that? Or what, what should I do? They immediately smile back at me in a very loving way and say, I don't know, Joe, what do you want to do? So it would be a false impression for anyone if they felt like I, because I have connection with my team, they guide me in everything that I do. That's not the way it is. Um, at least not the way that my team works with me. They treat me as the master, uh, you know, sovereign being that I am in this reality. And they look at me as the leader and they've shown me that, the way uh, you know a very masterful way to go through this reality isn't trying to minimize challenges or, or minimize risk it's about trusting that no matter what happens here that I'm always connected to source creator energy and I will always be able to create not just one way but multiple ways of responding where I can love my me so being connected with your team doesn't minimize your your um, doesn't minimize your challenges in this reality. It doesn't minimize your risk in this reality. This is a risky, challenging environment on Earth, and being connected with your team doesn't doesn't fix that. 
okay, big sigh there. So for any of you that are really bummed or disappointed or even angry about us sharing that, please give yourself a hug. That there's some layers in you that are just so hopeful that if you, well, hopeful that you'll be able to find a way to minimize the risks in this reality. The layers of you that are afraid of getting it wrong. The layers of you that don't trust you and or don't trust this reality and possibly don't trust humanity in general. And since you're human, you don't trust yourself, possibly. All of those fragments of you need a hug. Not from your team, but from you. Because you're the leader here. So even if you don't view yourself as the leader of your journey, your team does. And it may be a wonderful time, and I would say it is a wonderful time, for you to start viewing yourself as the mature, adult, sovereign leader of your journey. Even if you don't feel connected, quote-unquote, with your team. We'll, deal, we'll, we'll address that in a minute, okay? But first of all, let's give all of those yous, those little yous, a really big hug because they really wanted it to be true that if we're just connected, then everything will be okay. My life is not okay because I'm connected. My life is okay because I know that God always has my back and that no matter what I do or don't do, I am unconditionally loved. And that allows me to be as unconditionally loving as possible, as much as I'll allow myself to be as Jill. There we go. Okay. <sighs> okay, that was a big uh, release of like constraint and stress and fear and uncertainty and insecurity that you just literally like dropped. Like, in, like a fake superhero cape because we've got this real superhero cape and they look like angel wings. Okay, very good. Or hawk wings or dragon wings or whatever, you, whatever kind of winged being you want to be. Okay, very good. Okay, so what is it like when I do connect with my team? Let's kind of pull back the veil there. When I first started connecting with my team, it was through a lot of symbols. So when I first did those readings, there were a lot of um, images I would not necessarily see, but I would feel. So my eyes were closed and I could feel the image of a roller coaster. I could feel the image of a tiger. Um, I, so it was a lot of symbolism. And what I was taught in the psychic development workshop I did was when you feel that, write it down right away. So I wrote down roller coaster. I wrote down tiger. And then after I felt, I want to say done, um, receiving kind of this, this upload of, of whatever this was, then I started decoding it. So what did a roller coaster mean to me? What did a tiger mean to me? Um, and I just got into a process of communicating, if you will, with my team. And there isn't one right way to do that. And Jesus teased me. He's like, you should do a class. I don't want to do a class on that. Um, maybe he'll change my mind at some point, but right now I don't want to do a class. Why can't we just give him the tips right now? So when you are connecting with your team, you develop a language, you develop a communication. 
And over time, once I was doing practice readings for a while, I can feel your brain's like, but how did you do it? How did you do it? I'm trying to explain it. Okay. Okay, let me relax here. With the intention of wanting to help another person or with the intention of helping myself, assisting myself in my human journey, you literally can do that meditation that we did at the beginning. Feeling the light from within. That's the, that's the key, though. Don't pull the light in from the outside, please. Pulling the light from the outside validates this, this false assumption to your brain that you don't have the light within you to begin with. It implies that you aren't the light and you have to pull it in from the outside. So it may seem very subtle, but claiming the light that you already are from within helps validate the truth that you are eternally light in all realities, including this one, even when it doesn't feel like it in a reality that's wired like Earth. Okay, so a meditation like that, expecting and asking for assistance for yourself in your journey or feeling empowered to be of service to another. Feeling that light within you, relaxing your body, having your mind on board because you'll need it for part of this, and then closing your eyes and feeling that love of source for you and feeling your love and caring for that other person if you are trying to assist another. And then what I do, I put a smile on my face and I say, okay, beautiful energy here. What have, what have we got for this beautiful person? What do we have to share with this person? And you guys, I don't know what results you'll get. I don't, I don't think anyone knows until you try it. Maybe it will be easy for you. Maybe it'll feel like hopping on a bike like it did for me. Maybe it's something you just want to play with. So when it comes to asking for connection to your team for your benefit, the question would be, I love your assistance. What have you got for me? And literally put that smile on your face because it changes your energy field. And for some reason, it cues the brain that it's not part of this process. I don't know why that works, but for me, it really does. Okay, good. And then allow yourself to feel or sense or have an inner knowing, however it works for you. It may just be love. That's a meaningful connection, to feel loved in that moment. You can ask, is there anything you want to, quote unquote, show me with your eyes closed? Watch for symbols. Watch for sensations in your body. You may want to have a pen and paper to write down what you're getting. You may just want to feel <sighs> colors or something that's happening in your little light show inside, your, inside yourself, even though your eyes are closed. Let yourself be a receiving agent of Source Creator God. Not for guidance like you're a remote-controlled vehicle, but for the loving support that we always have from divine energy that always loves us. 
even when we don't love ourselves very much. Okay. Trusting that you are loved, trusting that you are appreciated. Trusting that you are valued and that you are valuable no matter what you are or aren't doing. And again, watch that brain. Do you have one of those brains that constantly tries to pull you out of feeling content, out of its fear that if you get content, then you'll stop growing? Remember that strategy that some parents and leaders and coaches have? Never tell them they're doing a great job. That strategy, the one that's never be satisfied with what you've got or you'll stop getting better. I don't even think that's true. Maybe it's true for some people, but I'm definitely not wired that way. If you can put the goal of growth down for just a minute and realize how wonderful it feels to just celebrate who and what you are, where you've, what you've already grown into, what you've already created in your life, and the parts of your life that are going like exceedingly well, maybe even feels undeservedly well, letting yourself feel the gratitude you have for what you've created, for being a leader in your life, even when you may not have felt like you were a leader. You make choices on a daily basis that have helped you be exactly what you are right now. From what I can see, you should be very pleased with where you are right now. And for those of you that are hungry for more, that's awesome. Me too. But that more is, has a higher probability of happening the more you're feeling that gratefulness and that love and acceptance and value in your starting point, which is who you are and what you are right now. You're not missing anything by not having dialogue with your team. <sighs> Just feel that for a moment. That is true. Your team is not, I want to say, sitting there. Your team is not sitting there saying, wow, everything would be really great if they just get connected with us. Jeez, what a loser, right? Your team is not doing that. Your team has never said, boy, if they were just more connected to us, everything would be so much better. But your brain might be. <laughs> right? All of us can come up with something or a list of things that we wish we had or that we feel we need in order to be a better version of ourselves. And I guarantee you that everything on that list, your higher self would say not true, not true, not true. You don't need any of those things. And the reason we know that you don't need those things is because needing them would imply that you are operating from a sense of void, that you are operating in a way that is not whole and complete. Mm -hmm. So the brain's interpretation of things that you want is things that you need that you don't have, therefore you're less than whole. That affects your orientation in this reality. Yes. 
that affects who and what you are in this reality. Okay, because your brain helps operate the ego, and the ego is the storyteller. So if your storyteller is saying about you to you, I am not whole and complete until I have X, Y, Z, etc. That your higher self sees the big picture, and your higher self is saying, that's interesting. I think I'm not complete. My human feels it's not complete because it doesn't have X, Y, and Z. But I know it's been complete this whole time. Isn't it interesting that that sense of void is creating a compromised position for the light of God that I am? Because when our identity is in a construct of lack or less than, we aren't allowing ourselves to feel the fullness, the wholeness, the true completeness, and the divine holiness of the source creator energy that we each uniquely are. Feel your inner rebuttal to that statement for a minute. And I love that this is recorded because then you'll go back, you'll be able to go back to that, that what we just said, which I love how that came through. And then you'll be able to really analyze what your brain is doing right now. That your brain is maybe arguing with that statement. If your brain is very growth oriented, it probably is even more argumentative, right? Yeah. So you need to answer, well, you don't need to, but I encourage you to, to give a counter argument to your brain for everything that it's saying right now. And your best counter argument may just be, you know what, brain, you're just wrong. You've been trying to tell our human here that, that we have to have this and our brain and our higher self is saying that's not true, that we have to have that and our higher self is telling us that's not true. So I'm beginning to question if you're even right about this brain. What if you're wrong about this? What if I don't need that dialogue with my team like Jill has or that, that teacher has or that spiritual messenger has? or that channeler has? What if I don't need that? What if that's true? Man, if that's true, I can like relax. Because my connection with my team might be different than theirs. What if we've always been connected and you as the brain and me as my human just haven't been able to see it? I've had some pretty awesome moments where I stepped in and stepped out and stepped up. I've had those moments where the time stopped and I felt like I was a more amazing version of myself and I didn't even know what I was doing. I wasn't led by another force. I was led by an inner force. I was led by God in that moment and I didn't have any instructions and nobody was coaching me through it. My team wasn't yakking in the back of my brain. <laughs> Huh, this changes things. This changes everything. Okay. All right, part two. So we talked about the symbolism, right? The way that I interact with my team and the, if you will, the messages, the information and so forth that I get, it's not 
something they show me, like in a clairvoyant way. It's not something that they talk to me in a clairaudient way. It's something that I feel in a very subtle way that doesn't equate to any of my human senses, any of the five human senses. So I wouldn't put it under the category of clairvoyant. I wouldn't put it under a category of clairaudient. And I wouldn't put it under a category of clairsentient. It's, it's beyond description in that linear kind of way. When you're having like your favorite experience, whether it's you know, interacting with an animal or being in nature or enjoying a meal or giving a hug, are you deconstructing it as, oh, did you see the hug? Did you, did you hear the hug? Did you feel the hug? Do you see what I mean? It, I'm trying to make light of the fact that the brain wants to like mechanize this whole system of connecting with our team. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just pointing out that it doesn't work that way. And neither do we. We don't work that way in, in, our, in our best human experiences that, that I know you can relate to. So why try to deconstruct it and make it mechanical when it's so not, it's so the opposite of like mechanical. It's totally organic in the divine energy that we are. So trying to, but your, your brain is trying to understand it. So just please notice that, okay? So when your brain is wanting to be very specific and analytical and almost scientific about what it is so that it can get the steps, so that it can follow those steps and, and minimize its chances of mistakes, right? All right. So when I connect with my team, and in that, that first experience I had of doing that reading that time, I really I think it was February of 2008, but it may have, I think it was 2009, I can never remember the year. Anyway, that, it just, it felt like a knowing. It just felt like another part of me knew something that the other layers of me didn't know, and I would say couldn't know. And once I realized there was that sort of inner doorway to, you know, wisdom, love, information, healing, whatever that is, whatever bucket you want to put that in, it felt cool. It was like, what is this? Where did this come from? Why do I know this? I mean, so my brain was asking all those questions and I, I as Jill, was just saying, yeah, 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 good questions, let's keep going. I don't know. Great questions, brain. I have no idea. <laughs> Let's just keep going. Let's just see what this is. Let's just enjoy the meal without asking the chef, are these organic? Where are these potatoes sourced from? Is the meal, is the, is the meat grass-fed? Um, what, what about the veggies? Is the milk raw milk? Is it homogenized milk? I mean, our, our brain could really take the fun out of a whole bunch of joyful, amazing, delicious experiences in our life. And I'm asking you to not do that when it comes to living soulfully and things like connecting with your team. So watch out for your brain's intention, which are probably good, to like compress this experience into something that it can understand. My brain cannot understand this experience. So I've stopped asking it to. When you allow more of those moments where you're feeling that presence, 
of something so loving and so purposeful and so whole to be another set of foundation from in the inside of who and what you are. You trust it more, you use it more, you play in that space more, you get more confident in your inherent connection to it, and you create your system of connecting with it. I find that I connect to it, to God, more when it's on behalf of other people. You might be the same way. So rather than, so you may have to trick yourself. Like I had to, like I have to kind of trick myself. I'm more likely to, to go to that, that layer of God energy when I'm doing it on behalf of another person, whether it's a message like this or a reading I'm doing for someone. And at the beginning, remember, I didn't have any of this system. So if, you're, if you were in that position of, I don't have that business. I don't have clients, Joe. What about me? That was me. <laughs> That was me, too. I didn't just turn on my gift and access it and start to play with it, and all of a sudden a, a business plopped in my lap. Here you go, Jill. Go, go do it through this work. I didn't have that. It didn't happen that way. So I loved that feeling so much of this, this kind of hidden doorway on the inside out, of this, this, these other layers of, of what felt like me. At like a superstructure level, I wanted to feel that more and more. So I did practice readings for anyone that would let me. I was going down to San Diego at some point, and I, I knew I was... I was going to get together with my dad's stepsisters, so I guess my step-aunts. So I was like, you know, Pam, Debbie, will you guys let me do a practice reading for you? And Pam was a little bit more into it, and she was like, yeah, how do we do it? And at the time, I was like, well, I would love to, to have something. Whether it's like a ring or jewelry, not a watch, uh, maybe some clothing. At the time, I was using what's called psychometry, P-S-Y-C-H-O-M-E-T-R-Y, I believe is how it's spelled. And psychometry basically helps you, for me anyway, in the beginning, connect with that person's energy so that I could pick up more easily what the message was or what, what energy I was feeling from them. If I remember correctly, they brought up box of different things. And what I selected, if I remember correctly, was a ring of their mother. So that's my grandfather's second wife. So I was holding on to this ring. And then I would write down everything that I was getting. That was my process at that early stage. And then I would share with them what I had written down, whether it was a feeling or something I saw and I do remember that one of the things that I shared with them that I was seeing, if you will, quote unquote, seeing, I was connecting with them something that I was seeing. And they, they both looked at each other and said, Oh, my gosh, that's the blanket, you're describing the blanket that was on her in like the hospice care situation before she died. And I think it was a blanket that she had made. So remember, this was about two weeks after I had just discovered that I could do this. I didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> you guys. I wasn't an expert. I was experimenting. I was exploring. I was winging it, which is what angels do. And you are a human angel too. And that doesn't mean that it will be gifts in a certain way at all. It doesn't have to mean any one thing. But I trusted myself 
And I let my aunties know, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just, you know, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. But I told them, if you're willing to play, then let's try this out and see what, see what I've got. And then they were able to give me feedback. So I played with this, not having any effing idea what I was really doing or what I wanted this to mean. I did those practice readings for, I think, 10 months. I didn't stop everything I was doing. I was still working. I didn't abandon my family during that time. I didn't feel led to drop everything else. I pursued it like another avenue of me to add on to the other avenues of me. And I loved it. It was like an exciting new hobby that I wasn't wanting to get more training in per se. I just wanted to feel. It's like if you have a pretty good voice and you want to sing and we're kids and we're not like, oh, sign me up for lessons. When we're kids, we're just like, oh, I want to sing right now in the shower, in the toilet, (laughs) outside, um, in front of my family. It's more like, hey, I like how I feel when I do this. And hey, some people like it, here we go. It didn't even occur to me to make it a business until later. So take the pressure, please, off of all of that. And number one, realize that you are never truly disconnected from your team, not truly disconnected. And there are ways to connect with your team that are more intentional, that are not about messages, Or at least, please don't make it that it has to be about receiving messages. And it isn't about you being controlled by your higher self in a way where you are anything less than sovereign or anything less than the true leader of your journey that you are. Your team isn't... mm, I want to be careful how I put this. Your team's desire to interact with you isn't to tell you what to do. It's to inspire you to act on what you want to do. It's to enthusiastically celebrate what you are excited about and what your natural passions are so that you can explore creatively what next you may do with those, if anything not out of a sense of obligation or soul's mission or purpose for your journey, but for extenuating the love in source that you are in this reality. There we go. Okay. And in closing, the way that I feel the energy from my team because I mentioned it isn't something that I literally hear or that I literally see like we would in this reality. It's very subtle. It's very soft and fluffy, like a thought that just kind of floats into your field and can float right on by like a cloud on a beautiful summer day. It's not banging me over the head with the voice like, Jill, you know, we've got a message for you. You've got to hear this one. (laughs) It's soft and fluffy and it's optional. So you can sort of train yourself or adjust yourself 
to work with that subtlety. And I'm excited for what's possible here. I would love to hear your stories about those moments when you have felt like you're in that space of of operating from that more timeless, eternal energy where you loved this vibration of you being you and it wasn't coming from your mind. It wasn't something you you wanted or needed training in. It was just you organically being this even more fantastic version of yourself. So post those. If you're watching this on YouTube, post it in the comments. If you're looking on social media, post it there. If you're on my website, there's a comment section there. I'd, I'd love to celebrate these moments when, when it's like we did it and our mind didn't even know what it was doing, what we were doing, being ourselves. <laughs> I want you to know how connected you are and I want to give your brain a hug when it is being unfair to you. And I even want to say unkind to you that you have to develop something before you can move forward, that you have to make it like mine or make it like so-and-so's and be able to do what, what so-and-so can do. I really wish I could get in there and give your brain a hug and just say, hey, you're, you're wrong about that. You know, you've got an amazing system here and you can't see how whole and complete you are and you're less likely to support this human if you keep if you keep on that shtick of i have to have this i have to have this you don't have to have that you've got your own way of being your divine energy and it's it's always been amazing you've you've always been an amazing system but as the brain the brain will never see that because just who and what you are is part of the structure. Again, still speaking to your brain here. So let's love our brains for what they are, but let's not ask them to do more than they're capable of doing. Okay. Wonderful. <sighs> okay. Oh my goodness. I feel like there was a lot more shared here, you guys, than, than just the words. Okay. I hope you guys can feel that too. Trusting your system, trusting who and what you are in this reality and realizing why you're trustworthy, not in a mental way, but in a soulful way. That's a wonderful growth and accelerator system. Or you'll never know what you're really capable of as this beautiful, soulful, purposeful being and this unique soul signature that you are. And I do hope that any of you that have been on this track of, of learning and studying, taking endless classes to figure these things out, I occasionally give my clients this advice, take a break. If you feel a bit like a spiritual addict, what if you just gave yourself a break for a few weeks or even a few months and just chill out, absorb, appreciate what you are? Not just what you've learned, but who and what you are. Enjoy your life. Enjoy what you find enjoyable in your life right now. And play with the ideas that what if I'm already whole and complete? And what if being whole and complete doesn't mean that I'll never grow or that there's nothing new? But as I'm curious and want to learn new things, it doesn't mean that I'm not there yet. It's because we're source creator energy and we're curious, and we'll always want more. 
And that's not a bad thing either. But maybe the way I get to growth is by appreciating and loving and accepting that I am whole and complete soulful energy. And I have been all the while, the whole time I've been here. That every single phase and cycle and iteration of me has always been another level of me being a whole and complete and valuable and worthy and 100% on purpose expression of my team. What if that's true? And my brain would never see that. And I've been relying on my brain to tell me what I needed and what I didn't, but holy crap, this just changes everything. Brain, come here. Let me give you a little knuckle knuckle rub to the head. You silly thing, and I'm giving you a hug. And a new job assignment for you, guy. And you put a smile on your face, and you start a whole new process of upward spiraling authentic growth from a whole and complete platform that's been right beneath your feet the whole time. Your team cheering you on and delighted that maybe right now, maybe for the first time, you see how worthy of celebration that you are and that you've always been. And so it is. (sighs) Oh, I love you guys so much. I love that ending. Oh my goodness. I'm going to wrap it up right here, you guys. Thank you all so much for participating, for being you. We all play a role in creating these messages, and I really love what we've all done right here. Thank you so much for that. I don't have the bird yet. Um, I ended up closing the the door in the sunroom, and I turned on a, a nice space heater in there so that she can stay warm. So I'll go check on her before I start my private session in a few minutes. My website is jillreneefeeler.com. That's J-I-L-L-R-E-N-E-E-F as in Frank, E-E-L-E-R.com. And just go into the top menu, or if you're on a mobile device, it may be um, a set of um, three lines or something on the upper left-hand corner of your your mobile device to get the menus. You can go into the calendar or events to see what's coming up. Um, You can go into online classes. You can check out all the other free messages that we've done in the free podcast tab. Also, the free podcast tab is actually the blog. So you can see other like kind of announcements of new classes that are coming online or new trips that I'm forming. I've been very busy lately and putting new things together for all of us to experience. And I, as you, I hope you can tell, I I do love my work and I, I love interacting with you, with this tribe, with those of us that recognize we are eternally the light of source creator God. And since that is true, that should mean that we have access to that light here. Because if it's eternal, that means it's, it's, it's all the time, not, it doesn't stop being, if it's eternal, it doesn't stop being light, just because we're having our human experience, right? 
Oh. <laughs> okay, I love you guys. Bye for now.